Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dylan Tonkin, and in this episode, I sit down with Adam and Aubrey Dawson. They are also from Central Pennsylvania, and this year, Adam is taking a leave from work, and Aubrey worked his butt off and is going to graduate high school early. He's already done. Right now, they are on trail. They started their Appalachian Trail through hike. They're going to be through hiking together. Um, really, really had a lot of fun with this episode. I caught them just before they left. Uh, I sat down with them the night before they left to start headed down towards Springer. So sat down with them, had a lot of fun. Really just such a fantastic episode with two really, really fantastic people. So Enjoy. <laughs> All right, so I'm sitting down in a kitchen in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania with two people I have known for about two years now, I think, and it's a father-son team, and they are going tomorrow morning. I'm waiting for the head nods. Tomorrow morning, they leave for their through-hike of the Appalachian Trail. Um, Whenever I met them, I was in a shelter on the AT outside of Boiling Springs. And uh, in true Dylan Tonkin fashion, I spent the morning and the evening talking with them. And in the morning, I made myself late enough that they were kind enough to give me one of several hitchhikes in the short time that I've known them to my car so I didn't have to rush. Um, So I'm sitting down with Adam and Aubrey Dawson. Thank you guys so much for, for being on the show. Thank you. you. (laughs) Oh man, we're dropping trail names already. So you guys already, these guys are already veteran hikers and you both already have your trail names, right? Yep. Rabbit Foot. Rabbit Foot. So Aubrey is Rabbit Foot. And how did you get that name? Um, got it what, four years ago? Five, uh, five years ago. Um, we were hiking Virginia, um, like around Dragon's Tooth and, you know, McAfee's Knob. And we were actually hiking with a through hiker at that time, and he noticed that I was uh, particularly fast, and that my dad was always catching up to me. <laughs> and he officially gave me my trail name once I got up to McAfee's Knob and had to sit there for like three hours for my dad, you know, to finally get up there. And at that point, he was like, "All right, you know what? Um, you're Rabbit Foot, and your dad always has to catch up." ketchup <laughs> <laughs> that's not the condiment either yeah yeah that's with an a uh adam so how do we feel about that trail name uh i don't know it, i mean a lot of people try to convince me to change it or you know you should uh you know that's it's probably not something to, to be proud of but honestly from from a dad's standpoint and you know I'm, I'm entirely fine with it because i think when you're 18 years old you know, you have a different viewpoint of of what you enjoy the most on the trail. So, honestly, I mean, I could get into a little of, you know, of, of those specifics of, you know, what a, a dad or a 40-something-year-old enjoys um, on the trail versus an 18-year-old. But, um, honestly, no, I'm fine. I embrace the trail name. So, that's, you know, it fits who I am. I, I really was hoping that you are gonna continue to use it because I feel like since I've known you both of you guys, you actually wear it as a badge of honor and you really do, man. You, you're you're very proud of it and uh, you're very proud of your son and I can I can see that whenever I spend time with you guys. It's 
you guys are about to embark on a special adventure. I know it. It's it's really cool to see. I'm jealous of you guys. As soon as I got here, in true pickle fashion, I'm like, give me a hug. Both of you guys got big old hugs, and I said, please take me. Yeah. Please take me with you. Yeah. We wish you good. Yeah. So, uh, so what's the you know tomorrow morning we're leaving. What's the schedule? Six a.m. Six a.m. We had. You got a big smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Six a.m. You know, ten-hour drive. So oh. probably, probably head. You know, get down there just before sunset, and we'll we'll pull a little stealth camping tomorrow night, and Love it. ready to hit it Sunday morning on St. Patty's Day. Nice. Oh yeah, that'll be exciting. And it's supposed to be good weather for a couple of days, so no rain, which should be sweet. Right. So uh, start date March seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Earlier than our expected plan, Dave. It is. I'm, I was, I'm all right with that. I was, I was, I had it in my calendar the 22nd. Adam and Aubrey start the AT, and then I, I'm glad I, uh, we had talked yesterday, because uh, I didn't want to miss an opportunity to sit down with you guys before you go and at least give you a hug and maybe a little yeah. bit of unsolicited advice. <laughs> so one thing I think that you guys have done a fantastic job is getting ready. You know, what have you done? That's helped you because you guys seem pretty cool and collected right now, and I know underneath the water your feet are kicking like a duck. You know, but you seem really calm and collected right now. What do you think has has helped you to to prepare the most? Um, well, we've been planning for over a year, so with gear, I mean, I've gone through different types of gear, bought more gear. You know, I've tried so much stuff out, and then I finally found out what you know works best for me. Plus, you know, getting it to the weight I want it because I'm trying to go ultra light. Yeah, you want to wear that badge of honor. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, it's a badge. Yeah. <laughs> you get a badge for that. Um, so out of curiosity, what is your base weight? We aren't having a measuring right. contest here right now. Just want to know. Right now, probably around seven pounds. Seven pounds. Extremely light. Extremely light. We got to put some, before we leave, we got to put some rocks in his pack, slow him down a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. That or some Nutella. That works too. Yeah, a big, uh, big jar of Nutella. So, um, what do you think, uh, Adam? What do you think you guys have done successfully to get prepared for tomorrow's big, big migration south? Um, just you know, actually, when we first met you, I, if I recall, I think we were at about five hundred and forty days on our, you know, on our countdown mm -hmm. before we started and. It wasn't too long after that that we really started progressing with our physical preparation. We, you know, when we met you, we were doing lots of day and weekend hikes. But you know, shortly after, Rabbit, you know, he came to me with, um, you know, additional idea or you know his, his additional goals that he wanted to do with the AT. Maybe you, I don't know if you wanted to get into that. Oh but, yeah, we want to get into all of it. But. Uh, you know, we just started progressing. We, you know, we started doing longer section hikes. Um, we started, uh, we started trail running, um, and we started, um, you know, in, in addition to that, I have a friend who's a, um, a physical trainer who gave me, you know, some specific, um, isolation and, uh, stability exercises on, you know, some, some symptom or, you know, some problem errors I'd had in the past to help strengthen them and just you know we just just worked on building our strength or endurance and uh our cardio and you know from trail running to 
you know, individual uh, strength exercises and uh, that was the big thing, I think, between that and just, you know, um, just setting into stone, like, what our goals were. Just doing something every day. Yeah. Take one step closer to getting ready, so. That's good, because I, you know, I was like, man, they got, they, they, what was it they were doing every single day? And it was that 500 days out, 300 days out, you had one thing every day that you did that got you closer to it. Yeah, I mean, it could have even been simple as just watching a YouTube video mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or, I don't know, you could go into depth. You know, real small, you could just go online, look up different, you know, types of gear, or just, I don't know, just walk. <laughs> I don't know, it could be as simple as that. Just it's start just with, just walking, yeah, just yeah. hiking. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're both in different you know you're both at obviously different points of your lives Uh, Adam how old are you just turned 46 Aubrey how about you just turned 18 18 and 46 yeah Um, one thing that I see very frequently is that people don't have the time how is it that you guys are able to at 46 and 18 how do you have the time to do this? Adam, or uh, Aubrey, you have not graduated high school yet. You haven't gotten your di- handshake and diploma. <laughs> yeah. How does this all fit in? Tell me. You tell um, me, uh, Rabbit. Well, We're going back to trail names. Yeah. Strictly yeah, trail names. All right. All right. Um, I mean, we could start either like a year and a half ago, or we can start like way back when it really started. I mean, because I used to wrestle since I was in like fourth grade. And I was a big wrestler, you know, never really, I mean, we hiked. Um, it was more like overnight, you know, one or two days. And at this point I was still wrestling. I was wrestling year round, you know, nationally, I've been up and down the East Coast. And it wasn't until between my sophomore and junior year, um, when I was down in Maryland on a, um, wrestling for a national team you know, they had an open spot, uh, like four weights up, you know, I was wrestling. Uh, this kid was like fifth in the nation and got slammed on my head. And about 45 minutes later, I uh, got a concussion, didn't know what my name was, where I was at, who my dad was, nothing really. Um, I mean, I probably can't go into too much detail because I don't remember it, but it was, Two months later, I, you know, fully recovered, and I was kind of unsure about wrestling again. And at that point, it was probably a month later after that is really when I wanted to hike the AT. But it wasn't like a full commitment yet. It was like a big idea. We'd done, you know? like, but yeah, before that. But we've done numerous like, week-long trips. Yeah, we've, yeah. Bef- yeah, even before the concussion, we we I did the... I think we, every summer we would do, like, typically one or two uh, week-long backpacking trips. Yeah, because the, the summer before I got my concussion, we did, um, we went up... We did the 100-mile no, wilderness. We did the 100-mile wilderness the year before, summer before. No, no, because uh, we did Virginia. Um, around 
Dragon's Tooth, and then later in September, I believe we did the 100 Mile Wilderness, I think, something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, we've, over the years, we've progressed doing our hikes, you know, extending the amount of days, and which, I mean, helped with our training and our experience in the long run, even though we weren't sure if we were gonna through hike. And, but after I got my concussion, I wasn't planning on going back to wrestling, but it wasn't until January when team districts were happening, that, um, there was an open spot at 140. On your school team. On my school team. And my coach asked if I wanted to help the team out and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, but it's funny, the second practice, I uh, got a slight concussion. And <laughs> at that point, I was like, you know, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. So at that point, it was like, all right, this through hug time. So that was when it, I went to my counselor and sat down with her and asked if there was any way I could graduate early. And obviously, the only class I needed to take that was a full year was English. So she gave me an option of going to um, the local community college over the summer, and I took a English 101 there. So that would have been last summer, and got my three college credits and my English uh, high school credit. So that pretty much got that class out of the way. And so now I just needed to take you know, just electives and just mind like minor classes to get my credits. So I you know, took a gym class, a photography class, which I'm glad I took that. Um, and then took a sculpting class. And then um, I took a co-op, which is where you can get credits to go to work. And so after I had those classes, I just went to work at UPS and where I was making 18.45 an hour, which is how I saved up for the trail. So that all, that all worked out. And That's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. At 17, uh, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, you, you catch up, but I, at 18, I wasn't, or at 18, I wasn't making that kind of money. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, while we're sitting here talking about it, the, the one word that comes to mind is ambitious. Man, I, I really think that you're one of the most ambitious 18-year-olds that I know. Uh, I think that there's a lot of qualities that you just talked about that are something I know your dad's very proud of you for. So um, so now we know that you're kicking butt at school and you're graduating early. Yeah, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm done right now. Yeah, like you're I done. I finished a semester early. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you have uh, essentially just done everything but the paperwork. Yeah. Uh, your father, on the other hand, is, is mid-career where I'm kind of getting to be too. So how in the world do you have time off to go and gallivant through the woods? I know. Yeah, I get... 15 years as a federal government employee and when Rabbit came to me a year and a half ago approximately and said, uh, you know, unknowing too, he came to me and, and uh, he had just mentioned that, you know, he was done wrestling, um, you know, um, two years prior to that, you know, he made the national team, I fell just a little short of being an All-American, you know, get nationally ranked 48th in the country at his weight. And, you know, as a dad, sometimes, you know, you know, we sac sometimes we sacrifice a lot for our kids. And but regardless, you know, I was a little heartbroken and a little, you know, upset just, you know, for all the time and 
effort that he'd put in that, you know, I was hoping that, you know, he wasn't, you know, ending his wrestling and, you know, would regret it later in life. But, you know, and then a week later he comes to me and he says, Dad, I want to throw like, the AT. And I knew he always, he really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, every, every single time that we were on the trail, he wanted to do more and more. And, and uh, but he said, you know, I talked to my guidance counselor, I'm going to finish high school early and I'm going to throw out the trail. And I was just really excited for him. And then before I could really even get a word out, he said, and I would like you to come with me. And, you know, I, I grew up in Maine, an hour south of uh, Mount Katahdin, in the northern terminus of the Appalachian Trail. And it always had been something that was on my heart. And I, you know, grew up a little bit on the trail and, um, you know, you know, becoming a dad, I didn't have that opportunity. But, you know, the last few years, you know, with, with you know, through hiking becoming, you know, more popular with, with social media and more exposure, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, it, we can always find excuses why, you know, we're not going to pursue, you know, lifelong dreams or, or, you know, such things. But, you know, especially when your son comes to you and asks you, you know, is a resounding, absolutely. And, you know, I, I went to my supervisor and, um, you know, a pretty good um, vacation or leave situation with the government. And I told them, you know, I'll have two months of vacation time at um, when, you know, we were planning to hike and I asked them if I could take two months of unpaid vacation time and they said, sure. And, uh, unfortunately a few months ago, you know, things, um, you know, didn't end up going the way that, you know, they initially said, and, you know, I was already set, I already made a plan and a goal and, and a commitment with, with rabbit. That's, you know, what we're going to do. So, you know, I stuck with it and even my boss, he's like, you know, I don't blame you. You know, it's a once-in-a-life opportunity. You should get to do something like that with your son. And, you know, we had been planning and preparing, so, you know, I wasn't going to back out. And something, honestly, I'm probably looking forward to just as much as him. Plus, you've, what was it, before I was even born, you were planning on through hiking. Yeah. And, but you just didn't, I forget why. Yeah. But, you know, no, no time like the present. So, yeah. and honestly, you know, doing it, you know, with your son or, or, you know, it's just more meaningful anyway to me. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting, you know, I'm in the position where I'm getting ready to start my own family. And it's, it's so cool to hear you speak about it. And the one thing that I was like picking is like family first, always family first, family yeah. first, and the sacrifices when it comes to wrestling. And, you know, I spent a majority of my life wrestling also. And I know uh, how, unlike any other sport, wrestling is an entire life activity. It affects every part of your life, uh, unlike football and unlike, you know, baseball. You don't see those guys, you know, running whenever they get home to lose weight and not eating and missing meals and, and being a full circle, whole life encompassing activity. And it's uh, the, I can see the family first come, you know, right, since the moment I met you, it was like, man, he really does, you know, put the family first. So it's going to be a really uh, a special uh, time for you guys to, to go through. So what are you looking forward to the most? Good question. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Ketchup? What are you looking forward to the most? None of that surface stuff either, like uh, yeah. Smokies. So you've already seen that stuff. Yeah. Honestly, you, you know what I like? I know this sounds a little corny, and you know I'm probably a little biased, but Rabbit motivates me and picks me up 
and encourages me more than anybody. You know, more than like, I know, I know it's funny. I mean, people say, "Wow, you know, you must been, you mustn't really inspire your son." Honestly, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's just being humble. But you know, to be quite honest, he inspires me more than I probably ever have inspired him. And I, and I love the fact too. I get a sense of, of I don't know it's just a sense of awe afterwards. I mean, there's been times when we've been backpacking. I've complained and moaned and cried, you know. And <laughs> you know, he's like, "Dad, you know, basically suck it up, Buttercup. You know, <laughs> come on, catch up. You know, and you know, and, and it's usually ten minutes afterwards. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it's just, it's it's just an awesome feeling, Dad, to have somebody, you know, get you out of a rut or to encourage you. Um, but just just to see the changes on the trail too. I mean, those are, and it's the little things. I mean, like I was saying, you know, earlier, um, and some of the, the greatest things that, you know, when I was, you know, in my teens, or early twenties, it was always just, you know, how far can I go? How, how far can I push myself? Just the adventure. And those things are still great and things that I, I still look forward to on every single hike, but it's also the community too. I love the people and that's probably, Hence how I got, you know, catch up too. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's definitely a lot of that, but just not having to just worry about the world for a while. Because, I mean, it's the past few months, I mean, preparing definitely adds into it, but I just felt so busy. Just, I mean, obviously I'm training, so I mean, that adds into it, you know, with like my running. And I mean, I had work and I mean, earlier in the year or like last year I had school, which wasn't really a big deal, but it was, it just felt like a lot. And just to be able to hike and not have to worry about, oh, I have to be here at this time. I have to be here at that time. Oh, I'm going to be late for this. You don't have to worry about that. You just hike and you can just, you know, just joke around. I mean, obviously once it rains, it's a little less joking around, <laughs> but I mean, you don't have to worry about anything while you're on the trail, which is... You just relax and just take it all in. So I think that's what I'm excited for the most. Day by day. Yeah. Yeah, day by day. Yeah, once, once you hit trail, and you guys know because as much experience as you guys have, you know, once you hit trail, you forget about everything and you just, you know, you get that time to decompress. And uh, it's going to be interesting to, to meet up with you guys once you get to Pennsylvania. We're going to sit down again and we're going to talk about... <laughs> Uh, some of the things that you've that you've done and seen. So, um, <clears throat> I like that you guys talk about being inspired. That's one of the big things I really liked to to see in in others and try to do with other people is inspire them. Uh, and it's good to see the inspiration goes goes two ways, man. It's it's going to be awesome to follow along with you guys. And we'll talk about uh, how we can do that stuff too. So, uh, aside from being inspired, what would you say you're most concerned with? Before you walk out that door at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, oh, concerned with. For, I mean, for me, honestly, the rain. The rain. Yeah, because the Appalachian Trail is like notorious for rain and days on days of rain. So I mean, that's my biggest concern. I mean, getting injured isn't my biggest. Because I mean, I've. I mean, I'm pretty active. I mean, very active, and I mean, I if would I get, say very active. Very active. Yeah. <laughs> I've been the most active person I know. <laughs> and so I mean, I'm not really concerned with getting injured because I've been. I mean, we've both been preparing. It's just 
the rain and just, you know, getting over that obstacle. But, I mean, definitely trail running has definitely got me past that because, I mean, I've been running rain, snow, in the snow, sleet. So, I mean, I've gotten completely soaked, shoes completely soaked, and I mean, I just keep running. So, I mean, that's definitely helped me prepare for those situations. But, do you, how do you get through those times? Um, honestly, it's kind of weird because I mean, I, when I run, I have a goal of how many miles I want to run. So when I do run, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. It's just doing it over and over again. And like that kind of weather, you just kind of get over it. I mean, the first time you step and soak your foot in a puddle, you're just like, oh, crap. But the next time you're just like, yeah, whatever. And I mean, your feet dry out. You build out. a tolerance. Or- yeah, you build a tolerance. And I mean, your feet dry out really fast with trail runners. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, uh, the 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 Appalachian Trail, no pain, no rain, no main. Um, we're all aware of that. Uh, and while I was in the Smokies, which is a, a beautiful section, as you guys, the Smokies are fantastic. But it was always it rained the whole time we were there. And there was a guy in front of me. His name was Hawaii, and we were hiking through the rain. And I was watching him just step, hop to one stone to the next to keep his feet dry. And it's pouring down rain, and the whole trail is wet. And I, he must have gone two miles, just hop, skip, and trying to stay out of the, the water. And finally, he stepped in the water. He's like, "Man, I can't keep my feet. I keep my can't keep my feet from getting wet." And I was like, "Yeah, I stopped doing that like two miles ago, dude." I was like, "I've been fine since then." So uh, I'm glad to see that you have just come to terms with the fact that you're you're going to be wet. That's yeah. that's good because you're you're going to be wet, but it'll be it'll be worth it. So uh, catch up. What are you most What are you most concerned with? Uh, well um, you know initially when we started planning for the trail I thought I'd have a job to come back to in medical insurance so a few months ago and I found out you know that wasn't going to transpire or turn out the way that you know we initially had planned you know it's kind of like the trail you know you know you plan for one thing and and something else happens and you roll with the punches and and, you know do you you know you kind of go on the fly and so Honestly, I mean, I'm not like typically. I'm re- I I don't have much of an issue with with finding ticks on me, or ever really. I mean, I've, I've found one in the last ten years hiking, and um, Which, so yeah. I mean, it actually was last year, and, <laughs> yeah. and it was one day that I forgot to to you know to, to put a bugs yeah a bug spray on yeah, and um, so basically, I just asked my doctor. Uh, a month ago, I said, "Hey, write me out a script for doxycycline in case I get Lyme disease." And so, which he did, you know, because it's kind of like my my biggest concern was, you know, something, you know, some sort of um, illness that you know would be long lasting and not having, you know, any sort of medical insurance. And I saw a few people last year ended up with Lyme disease, and I kind of learned from that that you know they kind of had a, a backup plan just in case and. Which they had doxycycline or whatever their doctor wrote, so I was kind of prepared for that. But other than that, um, really nothing, because you know I've learned that you know you really can't worry. Even though when you first got here, I was kind of stressing out about having everything packed up because we're running a little behind on on that. But honestly, once we hit the trail, you know, you, you just you know, nothing matters. That's right. <laughs> just hike. If something happens, we'll figure. You know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I was not smart enough ahead of time to get the doxycycline. Um, and I, I left my job and I had no insurance. And I was, you know, being a person that gets more ticks than anybody. Now, since then, I've been treated twice for, for Lyme disease. Uh, I can say you can get that whole cycle at Target for like 37 bucks. That's a good $37 expense. So uh, keep that one on the, in the back pocket right. there. Um, yeah, that's, that's something that, that is, should be a concern is, is um, those, those tick-borne illnesses. It's very, very common. Once you get into Maryland, Pennsylvania, man, it's, uh, it's, it's depressing how many ticks are, are out there. So, um, and I think that your, your experience shows that you know the real things to worry about is, you know, it's not bears. It's not bad people. It's ticks mm-hmm. and, and mice. Uh, in my yeah. case, and mice. Um, yeah, those are the, the things that really can hurt us, and, and it's not the bears that we need to worry about. So you guys have done a pretty good job of focusing on, on where you need to be. How many miles do you guys think that you have done between trail running? Because last time you guys gave me a hitchhike, we, you guys were out trail running. How many do you think you have trail running in the past two years and hiking together? Uh, well, we've completed together 970 miles of the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> Um, you know, it just started, you know, like I said, I mean, it wasn't like even an intentional thing. I was looking at pictures the other day and I had pictures of Rabbit in my backpack carrier when he was about six months old. I was on active duty at the time, so I had, you know, I'd work 48 hours on, 48 hours off. So as soon as I would get off duty in the Coast Guard, I'd rush to pick him up and I was like, it was either put him on the back of my mountain bike or stick him in the back of the, of the baby carrier and we'd go hike and, and on the coast of Maine. And, but. You know, he said uh, about 970 miles we've done, but yeah, we've Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, lots of parts of Virginia we've done multiple times. Rabbits like logged running on the trail in the last two and a half months, I think 450 miles um, running. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And you worked. Yeah, and yeah. And worked. Yeah. And there's that train in the background. Oh, yeah, I'm cool is. with it. <laughs> I don't care. Um, it's hiker trash. We could go. We could hop that train. And I, in uh, I can't remember what town it was. I met my first train rider on the PCT. It was a girl, and apparently there's like a whole subculture of train riders. And I got to get somebody that if you know a train rider, tell them to call me. I want to get them on the podcast. And she spent like five years going around the country, riding on trains. Yeah, uh, facial tattoos seem to be like the common denominator. Where it's like, okay, that person's got some this facial tattoo. They're a train rider. Um, maybe there was a couple on there. We should have swung by and, and talked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, you guys have uh, so much experience under your belt. Uh, I think that you guys are definitely ahead of the, the game once you once you get out onto the trail two days from now. How do you think you're going to handle um, – I think that you guys are probably going to move a little bit faster than, than most people. How are you going to handle you know, just the two of you guys together? Are you going to – just deal with it and and go as a uh, uh, take it as it goes, or which you know. How do you think you're going to handle with the fact that you're not making relationships with with many of the folks you're just passing them by because they aren't they aren't badasses like you guys. Yeah. Um, yet. I mean, I really haven't thought about that too much. Um, I don't even know to be honest. I mean, I have when we've done our week hikes. I mean, obviously we're not with people, but we've, we've been fine with it. Um, but we've, we've know a ton of people, you know, different hostels and stuff. So, I mean, they, 
you know, excited when we go there. Yeah, kind of makes up for it. Yeah, I guess it makes up for it. But, I mean, I'm sure we'll run into a few people that'll hike with us for a while, yeah. but it's just that first couple weeks, probably. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that you guys are definitely in an advantage. Uh, even over someone like myself, like whenever I did, the, I started the PCT, I was going really fast and I wasn't making any friends and I had nobody that mm. I could talk to, you know, and that you guys have such a great asset there in each other that you don't have to, you know, you can get through those hard times together and you can get through the good times together. Um, you guys are at a severe advantage, <laughs> uh, in my opinion, to have somebody that you, you can rely on. Um, and I, I think that it's really going to strengthen the bond. Man, you two guys are more like brothers. Seems <laughs> whenever I hang out with you guys, uh, just such a good a good group and a good feeling. And I think um, when you're used to like long distance hiking, in you know, in, in, depending on the scenario, and especially if you're involved in ultra distance running, mm -hmm. you're always alone. I mean, there are times. I mean, it, like, it, and I'm rabbits, not telling. There's nothing like, new oh, under nothing new under the sun yeah. with pickle, but you know, I don't care who a person is. You, you cannot accomplish a through hike without the assistance of other people. Um, you know, whether it be Scott Jerick or or uh, String Bean, anybody. You know, if you're even setting out for an FKT, there's there's still um, a team aspect. There's still a community aspect. But I think when you're, you're trail running and you just have that mindset of like, even like as a wrestler, you know how to push through that. You're used to doing things for hours upon hours upon miles upon miles by yourself. But, you know, there still comes a point where, you know, you need, you need help too. And you need, you know, companionship or camaraderie, um, you know, at some point. But, you know, you, you know ultra running and, and long distance hiking, you kind of get used to those long days of, of not having anybody, but at the end of the day too, it's it's nice to. So that's where you know, like he said, it'll be nice to, you know, to, to encourage each other and to have stuff to talk about. Yeah, it's funny because I was just talking to someone about that the other day about um, long distance running and how when I do my long runs, it's just me. And I mean, there's a few people around here, but it's kind of hard to set up times to run with them because they have their own running schedules. Mm -hmm. But I mean, no one in my school long runs at all. I mean, they'll run, but it's like six miles. And so it does get lonely, but I mean, you just gotta, I'm on the trails. So, I mean, there's a lot to see. Mm -hmm. And at some points I'll play music if I get you know too bored while I'm running. Um, I mean, I'm honestly fine running alone and just, but I'll be with my dad when we're hiking, so, yeah. So what's your kind of style? You know, you guys, like, wake up early, wake up late. One wakes up early and gets a head start, then the other one passes us by lunch. Like, what's your style each day? Um, we've, we've done a little of everything, but <laughs> yeah, typically. I mean, typically. <laughs> um, normally, I'll wake up, and I'll be packed up in, like, 10 minutes, and my dad will wake up, and I'll take him... Like sometimes like an hour to get <laughs> shots away. fired but sometimes that was in the past yeah that was in the past but sometimes it's like the other way around sometimes i'll like we'll sleep in a little bit and like drag out my morning routine a little bit and then sometimes my dad will just like pack up really fast for some reason honestly those like since we changed out like pretty much 95 percent of our gear it's it's become very efficient i mean oh yeah it wasn't intended sure. that way like you know like 
like Rabbit was mentioning, you know, the beginning um, that, you know, initially we had completely different setup than we have now and, you know, just through trial and error and lots and lots of shakedown hikes last year. I mean, it was basically every weekend last summer we, we did, you know, we were out every weekend and uh, we did all of Pennsylvania between August and October and we just, you know, it slowly started changing out all our gear and now that, you know, we've cut a, a lot of items out of uh, out of our our gear list um out of our kit you know it's a lot quicker i mean yeah we, there sure. was yeah a couple I mean, years ago it did it there's a lot of times when it would take me 45 minutes to you know to make sure everything was packed up and didn't forget anything and now you know we're down to you know it was so little yeah but i mean it's it's weird because we started off sharing a tent a one-person tent and then we both got hammocks and then my dad switched back over to a tent and then I was still in my hammock and then recently I stopped using a hammock and I'm not using a tent I'm just using a tarp and I mean a tarp that's probably definitely the quickest setup possible you just ridge line throw the tarp over stake it down um, but know, once when you do it over and over again it definitely gets quicker to pack up so yeah, it seems like there's a, <clears throat> a progression of efficiency where, you know, whenever we first start backpacking, we're very inefficient. We're not, you know, we, we have more stuff on our back than we have in our head. And then as we put miles on and put miles on, we figure out the efficiencies and we have more in our head than we do on our backs. Especially when we got a seven pound base weight. Man, that's crazy. Well, how, how, are you, how heavy are we rolling there? Gotcha. Uh, somewhere between... 12 and 13 money that's a comfort that's a comfort pack right there yeah yeah i i started with a nine pounder on the the pct and i think i finished now i had a podcast equipment there but i was like 13 14 15 pounds comfortable so are you carrying anything extra for young blood over here don't do it uh no i mean we've we've <laughs> talked to we talked to a bunch of people and they've told us not to rely on each other like yeah. carry our own things because then, I mean, I don't know. It's just you don't, you just have to worry about what's in your pack, and then it forces you to carry all your stuff mm-hmm. and just worry about what you have, and then same for ketchup. So, I mean, I mean. Yeah, there's yeah. a veteran hiker. <laughs> I think he's a seven time AT through hiker. Uh, I think his trail name is Trouble. And uh, yeah, he. You know, I was kind of picking his brain quite a bit last year doing trail magic, and he's like, he said, your son's the one that, you know, wanted to do this. And because I asked him, I said, should I carry like a two-person tent just in case? No. And, uh, but he's, rabbit's good. I mean, even, you know, from the age of like 13, he was carrying all his own stuff. Um, other than once in a while we would share a shelter, but yeah, yeah basically it. Yeah, yeah it was, I think it was episode seven. I sat down with Space Jam and Nandi, and they were a couple, and they hiked the PCT together, and they were, uh, he had uh, Space Jam hiked the AT in 2017, <clears throat> and he, the only thing that they carried, she carried the tent, I believe, and he carried a, a tie back to cowboy camp in case they got separated, but he was like, it was really important that we were both self-sufficient in case some you know think about you know one of you might get injured they might have to spend some time then you got to rearrange things 
you know, it, you don't know what's going to happen until you get out there and it happens. So yeah. uh, it's nice that you guys are both self-sufficient and you're, you know, you're both, you're both adults and you can, yeah. you know, you guys are both going to crush this. I know yeah. it. I'm like so pumped for you guys. Um, so along with, you know, the concerns and things like that, um, I think sometimes about like my perspective on success has been changing through the years and this, I mean, the past several months it's changed. So, um, in your eyes, what does success look like when it comes to a, this through hike? Let your dad answer first. Yeah, I'm gonna think about this one a little bit. Success. Well, yeah, that's it's kind of a it's kind of a broad topic too. But honestly, because I think because I'm doing it with my son. It's really all through like how I, I view things actually, honestly. Um, you know, a lot of times we can get so wrapped into what, you know, I mean, we should always have some sort of goal, honest. I mean, I mean, or you just, you know, just kind of go through things aimlessly. And, you know, we both have, have goals on, uh, on the AT. But, you know, the, you know, the bigger picture is the journey that he and I are sharing together. I mean, that's ultimately what it is. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's times when, you know, you, you think about Katad and, and I'm sure, I don't, don't want to speak for Rabbit, but, you know, he probably thinks about, you know, his FKT attempt that, you know, he's, he's going to be attempting. And, and um, you know, I, I sometimes get a little carried away thinking about, ooh, you know, 25 and 30 mile days. And, but, you know, when it, when it all comes, comes down to it it's it's really it's just the journey and you know the time that we're going to share together and the people that we're going to meet and the experiences we're going to have for the rest of our life i mean that's the most important thing i mean there, i mean there are other you know things i'd, I'd like to obtain or to ex, you know experience or, or you know have a goal or a final final objective but um you know as long as i yeah you know experience the journey with him. I mean, that's the most important thing that I'll, I'll remember regardless the rest of my life. All right, so for me, I mean, it can be a couple different things for me what success is, but definitely just seeing what, what I can do, you know, just, I mean, hike the, I mean, it's not just like hiking the whole Appalachian Trail, but just the, experience and just being able to hike in general i mean and plus the planning i mean the planning has taken a bunch of time and being able to commit to it for so long and you know follow through with it which is definitely a big thing and and then once we take action that's just another step added on to the success and i mean I wouldn't really call it success, but I mean, for like us, it's success in our own eyes. And it can be, I mean, it can be different for anyone, but, and it's just really cool to see how we started it, not ever really thinking about through hiking, you know, just like, oh, maybe one day, to getting my concussion and that turning into, you know, planning the through hike and then graduating early and then 
now we're up to the point where we're actually through hiking, which we're getting ready to, which is just alone, that's pretty successful. And like I said, then the hike itself is, is just like another step above that. So it's cool that you're talking about that planning part. You're talking about all those little successes that you've already had. And I hope that during your hike that you don't forget about those small successes that you have each day because we all know that there's going to be days that are going to suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's really easy to, to get into a negative mindset and forget about all of the things that it took us to do to get to where we are, even if you're on day one, day two. You know, you just don't forget about the things that you've already accomplished. It's so hard to look, you know, look at some of these accomplishments that we all have and say like, hey man, I'm, that's something I'm proud of. So um, you guys are doing something that the majority of people just don't take the opportunity to do and you guys are like seizing the moment doing it. Um, and there's a lot of people who uh, are gonna be following you and they're gonna be at home and wishing that they were doing what, that what you guys have the cojones enough to do. Um, it's, it's gonna get other people motivated to go and, and do those things because looking forward, you can't see that. You know, we can't see the people that we're impacting. And yeah. one thing that I noticed about the trail is, you know, the people that you're gonna encounter, your story is gonna be one of their stories. The story with the day that I met, you know, rabbit and catch up. You know, it's this is part of my story now. You guys, you know, I'm part of your hike and you guys are, are part of mine. It's it's such a cool feeling to see that like penny in the wishing well like and you guys are reaching a lot of people um while you know, you're out there i'm thinking that and just saying that it brings up um you know things that i've thought about thought back about in the last few months as we've been really kind of finalizing you know preparing and, and uh, getting ready to head out you know people have asked us some of the same questions or you know just reflected upon it and just thinking back to some of those early hikes you know it's been the other through hikers that have inspired us and you know Initially, like one of our first, like three day, or I was like, yeah, you know, it was like it was a three day, over, two overnight um, hike that Rabbit and I did together. And you know, there was around the time when the, the Nobo bubble was coming up through, for because um, we started the, the Pennsylvania Maryland line, which is mm -hmm. called Penmar. And um, I think that first night we, you know, there was probably eight or nine through hikers, and and two of which were a father and son. Um, that were through hiking together. And I remember there was a, a brother and sister, two siblings that just graduated college. And it was just a really cool group and we hiked with them for a couple of days. And, uh, you know, those kind of memories, you know, how they impacted us, like you said, um, you know, meeting people like you, Pickle, and, and also how many people like in the last four months have like reached out, like complete strangers, not even people, other, like even beyond like, through hikers that we've met. I mean, we've met so many through hikers, people, solos that we've, we, Rob and I have done a lot of trail magic, but people along the trail that have reached out and just been inspired by hearing um, the adversity that Rabbit's been through and um, how we're doing it together. I think it just really inspires people and they've reached out to offer us help along the trail. Um, even other trail angels, Miss Janet, I mean, yeah. is, uh, you know, we've known Miss Janet for a couple of years now. And yeah, this is amazing. It, it actually, it, I don't know, I'm just completely at awe how many people have reached out and offered help and other companies as well. It's, it's amazing, honestly. I'm just really grateful. 
you know, the the people that you meet, and you, more unsolicited advice, man, get pictures of the people that you meet. You know, get get pictures of them. That's one thing I'm so terrible at. And then whenever I get home, I'm always like, man, why didn't I get more pictures of the people that I met? Uh, even if they're bad pictures, you still have the picture that, you know, brings back a memory. You're like, man, I remember trying to take that picture and it was terrible. But you still have that memory of trying to take it. Um, and sometimes, you know, years down the road and, you you know, you and I both know all the people that we wish that we could remember. It's like, what's that guy's name again? Or where did I meet that person? So even if the pictures are bad, just take them. Just, just take the pictures. Um, so during, you know, we have certain goals that, that um, we have, we're, we're setting out to accomplish, one of which is to walk from Georgia to Maine. Uh, I know, Rabbit, you have another goal that you're trying to, and I'm fully supporting and, and I'm eagerly anticipating. So what, you know, what's one of your small goals that you're going to um, try to accomplish? So when we get up to the 100-mile wilderness, I am going to attempt the FKT which is 34 hours and 11 minutes. And how that came to be, um, I mean, kind of started when my dad and I did the 100 mile wilderness a few years ago, and we did it in three days. Uh, I mean, that kind of sucked that we were hurting. <laughs> we were hurting at the end, but we did it in three days, and we weren't, our packs really weren't that, all that light either. So, I mean, just to do it in three days. And also at that time, that's when Scott Jerk just at the FKT um, for the AT, which was, I took in interest in that and, you know, kind of stirred in my mind, you know, maybe I can do like an FKT. And it just kind of sat in the back of my mind. And, you know, my dad and I like looked up the FKT for it. And at that time it was, for the 100 mile wilderness, yeah, yeah. not the AT. Yeah. Um, it was at like 36 hours, and you know, I just at that point I was like, oh, okay, and then it just kind of sat in the back of my mind for a while, and then it really didn't start until I was done wrestling and I started trail running, and at that point I was like, hmm, maybe if like when we do our through hike. I could do the FKT when we get up to the 100 Rod Wilderness. And then at that point, it just kind of took shape, and now it's, you know, part of our uh, trip. <laughs> so when we get to 100 Rod Wilderness, I'll just run, start running. Just run I mean, away from Dad. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll pretty much have to it catch up. It must be a, like a, a rabbit foot thing, because I came home from work one day last, I think it was June, he says, hey, Dad. Guess what I'm gonna do? I'm like, what? He said, guess what? I'm like, I don't know what. I'm gonna try to break the uh, the unsupported FKT fastest known time for the hundred mile wilderness. I said, really? Yeah. So that's when he started getting serious and started doing some some longer trail races and upped his uh, his training program and uh, worked with a local running company that helped him set up um, like a training and and. Um, training program for you know um mileage and you know just a just a set regimen and and a strength and conditioning as well for it for sure yeah yeah whenever you get home i got another one i want you to set it's a little bit longer than 100 miles but i think that you'll be able to do it we'll talk about that later okay because i i don't want to do it myself <laughs> and i think somebody from pennsylvania should hold the record so we'll talk about that later um 
how do you think uh one thing i i, I didn't think about um before i did the at was what what failure would look like to me and i don't know that i would have called it a failure if i didn't make it to maine you know how do you think that you would deal with with um something that might happen that would cause you to come off trail Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. Um, I mean, you really can't plan for that. That's just one thing that, you know, it's like, it's like running into a brick wall. You, know, you don't really plan for it, but it just happens. It's that sort of thing. I mean, it's... I don't even know. Um, I mean, if I get injured, I mean, I get injured and... I mean, does, you know, hit a pause button from, for the FKT and then obviously finishing the through hike, but I mean, everything you know, has, has its, you know, happens for a reason and I, I don't know, I really don't know what to think about that, but I mean, I would definitely be a little disappointed, but I wouldn't think it's the end of the world, you know, it's kind of mean. That's a, that's a tough question. That's a really answer. tough question. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've thought about it, and you know, it's not something I even told myself. I'm not, it's not something I'm going to dwell on. You know, you got to kind of you got to face reality and know that you know, um, you know, some of the most experienced through uh, people that have through hiked have set out for goals. I'm, I know a couple people this past year, Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's done some pretty pretty amazing things, and he attempted to flip flop the, the PCT and ended up breaking uh, two metatarsal bones, and mm-hmm. yeah, he did six hundred miles with two broken bones, and you know, in his journey. But you know, you see the guy, and he's just as positive and just accepting of it. I mean, I'm sure he was disappointed some, but you know, you can't change the facts, and, and that's basically, you know, internally how I've accepted. You know, it, I mean, I'm not going to say I, I won't. You know, I have some emotional, you know, negative or some emotional feelings if it, if it does happen to occur. But, you know, also on the other hand, I know that, you know, I've, I've prepared and trained and know that, you know, I did everything I could. And you know, sometimes you just, you know, you just got to, you know, just, just roll with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just part of life sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, that's such a tough topic to talk about. And I know, you know, when it, before we started, we were both like, all three of us were like, yeah, like you just... Once you get there, you know you're gonna so walk to Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I I got home from the AT, I tried to do a trail, which I didn't have a lot of. Res- I thought I didn't have respect for. It. I just didn't think that much of it, um, and I did 60 miles out of 140, <clears throat> and I quit. And it was just like it wasn't it wasn't a good good time for me, and it really helped me to to make sure that I was defining what success looked like for me. Um, so I just want to make sure we keep that in mind, like what what it is that we're out there to, to accomplish. You know, what do you, uh, what are your goals? And it might not just be to get to Katahdin, like you had said, Adam, to, uh, you know, spend time with, with my son. And, you know, you said the same thing, you know, spend time and, and enjoy it. So please always make sure you guys live in the moment. Um, if I didn't love you guys, I wouldn't care. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't care what you, what you did. So, all right. So one thing that, that I think is, is hard to prepare for is coming home 
Uh, and I know that both times I came home from the trail, and I'm, I'm going to admit it because I tell everybody, it's like, I was flat broke. I was <laughs> so poor. Uh, you know, what are you guys doing to prepare to like reintegrate into what we have deemed society with air quotes? Um, what are you guys doing uh, or what are your concerns about getting back uh, and, and coming home to whatever it is that home now looks like? Well, for me, once I come back from that trail, I'm going up to New York for, uh, cause I'm going to a ministry school for two years. So, I mean, it's only like $1,500 a year. So, I mean, with the amount I have in my savings right now for the trail, I shouldn't spend, I, I really hope I don't spend all of that, which would be absurd if I do. Um, so, I mean, I, I should have plenty left over, hopefully. So, you know, some comfort room, I guess, to start working and make more money. But I'm not really sure for Daddy. We haven't really talked about that too much when we come back. Um, so, yeah. any thoughts about what you're going to do when you get back? Yeah, I actually have a, a friend that lives in Lebanon who's pretty active as a, as a section hiker who's actually driving us to Springer tomorrow. And... Um, he works for uh, Lebanon Rescue Mission. They take in um, guys that are um, you know, battling substance abuse or, or some sort of addiction, and they take them in long term. And so that, their program's growing, and he's their uh, facilities maintenance director. He like, does everything, and he's like, there's, their program keeps expanding, keep getting more people. So he told me, hey, you know what? I need some help. I probably can't pay you what your, the government was, but you know, you're going to be. And they also have a facility. I mean, the guys live in live in there, and they have a kitchen and computers and education. He said, you know, you're more than welcome to live here until you get back on your feet. And he said, you know, you probably would enjoy and, and uh, help relate with the guys too, and help you know motivate them. And he's actually open and doing like a hiking ministry to help the guys, you know, build like their motivation, self esteem. And and he said, you know, that'd be a great thing to. To, uh, to get started when we get back from the trail. Sweet. So, yeah, that's cool. basically Give it. that guy my phone number. Tell him to call me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, that's that's cool. That's I mean, that's such a cool comeback plan. Yeah. That's like you're already like, yeah, whenever I come home, I get to help people. Man, that's so cool. And you know what? It happened the day, too, that um, my boss came to me with, like you said, air quotes, bad news. That my <laughs> boss said, unfortunately, it you know, it's not going to work out. You know, they had more work and they didn't think they were going to be able to handle me being out gone for four months with a workload. And that's when my friend called me and said, hey, you know what? So. Man, yeah. that's timing. Trail provides, right? Yeah, the trail has, has provided. Man, that's that's really cool. Uh, I like that. I, I don't think that anybody I, I spoke to or knew was as well prepared as you guys have a plan whenever you get home. My plan whenever I got home was to develop a plan. So um, uh, I know it's some people really really struggle to get back on their feet, and some people really struggle with post trail depression. Uh, and I know that, that this is actually this helps me. So like you guys are are helping me right now to deal with that and and be connected to the community. Um, not to mention I get to follow you guys on Instagram too. Um, so why why through hike versus section hike? What's the appeal? Um, it's just not enough, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's right there. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
that is probably a big part of it. Um, I don't know. Through hike is totally different than section hiking because you have to it's bigger commitment, a lot more planning, and I mean you're away from home for a lot longer too. I mean, if you're section hiking, you can you can like section hike for like three days, or you can make it a week, and you can take a few days off of work for that. Um, well, I mean, you, people do for you know like three weeks or so, but when you leave and you have you're going for months on end, that's bigger commitment, so it makes it more exciting. Mm-hmm. Personally, plus we've already done a bunch of section hikes so yeah one thing that's really neat about the fact that you guys have done so much section hiking uh, and i've seen it and i uh, i i don't know i probably at one point was one of them but you'll see a lot of through hiker mentality uh and they really don't associate with section hikers people who are out there section hiking and there's like an elitist mentality um and i think that i'm glad that you guys ran into through hikers that were not uh that way i'm sure you have you've come across them Maybe I've been one of them. I don't know. Uh, I think that you guys will be fantastic ambassadors uh, of the thru-hiking community while you're out there and, and when you get home uh, because of the path that you've taken to get to where you are. Uh, you guys are going to be fantastic ambassadors uh, while you're out there. So get some of those thru-hiker elitists. Like, dude, don't be afraid to call them out because yeah. they're out there. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, the best way to prepare for the trail is hiking. So, I mean, section hiking is probably one of the best ways to prepare I mean yeah it yeah. doesn't hurt <laughs> yeah hey and honestly I mean that's how Rabbit and I have learned so much too is, is from from through hikers and you know learning little things that we've you know had to you know go out and, and apply and, and try to see you know if it fit into what we liked and and uh, yeah I mean we all got to start somewhere yeah um we all do, man. And some of us were, were in backpacks and our, on our dad's backs. Uh, do you guys remember the first thru-hiker that you ever met? Oh, oh wait. Um, we were... Uh, we finished off at Pine Grove, didn't we? Yeah. And we were hiking with... I forget. You that was when ahead. we met the father son. We were in yeah. that section and we hiked. Um, and we may have met some before, but the, oh, it stood out. Like That's the earliest that I recall was with him was a guy that actually had through hiked the year before and came back and wanted to do more. He was from England. Denver. Denver. Yeah, his name is Denver. <laughs> you remember his London. name? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. yeah. yeah. And actually, um, so actually he and I, Rabbit and I hiked with him from, Pennsylvania line up to, to Pine Grove Furnace, and then um, he had to get off trail for to, to come visit his mom. And then the next day, I got back on in Duncannon, and and uh, I think I hiked up to Port Clinton with with Denver. So, yeah, yeah, that was I can vividly remember that, but yeah, that. that. That was like the starting point of being introduced to through hiking, and I mean, yeah, that's probably where it started. That's when you encouraged me to do the half gallon challenge after eating a full full chicken <laughs> meal. <laughs> I don't know how you did throw up after that, but besides the point, you guys are going to try to do the half gallon challenge, oh, right? Yeah, for okay, sure. all right, yeah, just I'm, making sure I was going to give eaten. you. 
Yeah, I've already yeah. planned it out. Like, um, because they don't do like the normal half gallons anymore. They've been broken up into. Mm-hmm. But you can get two flavors. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna do like the bigger the bigger container you get. Do like a easy like chocolate or vanilla. Then the smaller one, just get whatever I want. Mm-hmm. That I'm craving. Yeah. I so. want black raspberry on the big one. Personal favorite. That's like top five ever. Ooh, black raspberry. Good choice. Good. Uh, and then there was like an apple pie. I think it was like apple pie. Don't go that. Don't go heavy on the apple pie. That's you'll you will. You'll have sugar problems after that. Oh, um, the uh, <laughs> legs feel like concrete blocks. Yeah, and then we, you know, then you're probably gonna hike out and then maybe vomit. Um, but always, whenever every time I go to Pine Grove Furnace, which isn't too far from here, um, I always read the the register of of the horror stories of the people who have either successfully or not so successfully uh, <laughs> attempted the uh, <laughs> attempted the, the half gallon challenge. So. Um, You guys have done a lot of reaching out, and you guys are good networkers, and I like that. I like people who are good at networking, and you guys are good at this. So uh, I know that whenever I walked in, you guys looked like you had some drugs on the counter. (laughs) Um, So what are some of the companies that that you guys have reached out to that are helping you that uh, you need to, like, tell them how much you love them? Who Um, who are they, and what what are they doing for you? Number one is Tailwind. Um, I mean, my dad could probably tell more of this story, but he signed up for this, like, giveaway for, I mean, like, hiking food, I guess. That's and backpacking food. Backpacking mm-hmm. food. I mean, he just, he won it and forgot that he signed up for it. Came in the mail. We got, um, like, two bags of Tailwind. Um, we got... Now, what is, what's Tailwind for uh, those people oh, yeah, who aren't, so, aren't familiar? So, Tailwind is... It's to replace, so you know, like ultra runners, they you know have to get in calories and that kind of thing. So, most any endurance athlete, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. any like biking, right? But um, they, they have gels that you can use, or like these bars or gummies. And what Tailwind is is you just mix it in with your water, and it gives you all the same, same stuff that's in a gel, or gummies, but without like the. Um, the artificial, it's it's artificial, like, yeah, and it doesn't. Oh, their like, products are all natural. All natural, vegan. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I didn't know vegan, that. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't like hit your stomach and like feel like a rock in your it's, stomach. It's, and it's, it's only a few basic ingredients mm-hmm. here. Everything's all natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they have in, um, stuff during so like an endurance, and then they have um, like afterwards for like recovery. So that has like that's where you get like your lot of your calories and stuff afterwards too um and uh amino acids and protein yeah, okay yeah, so, so it's it's a, i don't want to call it a supplement but it has like uh nutritional value to it yes. for a, it's, a lot of them are drink mixes yes. yeah that, that's what it is you just mix, it, mix it yeah. in with your okay water. all right cool mm-hmm. nice uh so who else do you guys have uh helping you out um well we just got a ton of I mean, we, we bought it, but... Um, Backpacker Pantry. Backpacker Pantry, oh, yeah, yeah. Mountain House. In Mountain House. I mean, Mountain House has reached out to me a few times. They actually just sent me two of their new flavors. The um, something pasta, starts with an F, and then they sent me biscuits and gravy. Legit. Two brand new flavors. There's a, wait, there's a new biscuits and gravy? 
Yeah. Like sausage biscuits and gravy? Yeah, like biscuits. That's like their yeah. best one, man. Yeah, I'm Okay, that's legit. That's I'm big. You're gonna find in the south lots of biscuits and gravy down there. Oh yeah. You're gonna be. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> so, um, how are you guys planning to do your resupply? Um, you got some food in the attic. Oh yeah, we have. We <laughs> <laughs> have tons of food. I mean, we have tons of food up there. Um, but my mom's definitely gonna send those out for us um i mean we don't really have everything together because that's a little confusing to try to put all of them together by the time we get to where we need say a drop box we're probably not gonna want all the exact same stuff in there so we're gonna probably want to mix it up anyway so like you said you know just lay it out in you know breakfast lunches that kind of sort of thing dinners and like and then just take a big picture so we know what we have, and then whenever we need something, just call my mom up, be like, hey, I want this, and this, and then some of that, and then give her the address where to send it. Yeah. Initially, we, we, we were just gonna go the route of just town resupplies, because it is, you know, more efficient or easier. Um, however, you know, hearing so many stories and learning too that, you know, eating a lot of simple processed carbs really doesn't help you, you know, you know, feel good and, you know, isn't really effective mm -hmm. with the long distance hiking and backpacking and with rabbit, he's got once a week, he's going to run, you know, approximately 30 to 40 miles once a week to kind of keep his, uh, um, his running fitness and his running legs. And, um, you know, of course he's not going to run this pack. He's got a, he's got an actual um, trail running backpack that virtually weighs nothing. So, that's kind of a intricate, you know, part to mm -hmm. being able to, you know, to do that week in, week out. So, so what's, uh, while you have the trail running backpack, where's your stuff going to be? Um, we've had, we, we have people, especially okay. down south. I mean, okay. we've started to get more people up north that are contacting us, but cool. we have people that can, you know, like slack pack us. Cool. And yeah. Sort of oh, dude, I'm all about slack pack. I don't care what anybody says. Those miles are miles covered, man. Yeah, I mean, miles slack packing. Miles. That's my jam. We yeah. slack pack all Pennsylvania. I'm proud of it, man. We had a great time. We loved Pennsylvania. When people were complaining, yeah, we were eating town food and drinking beer. Yeah, it was great. Um, I was just making sure that it was not going to be in somebody else's backpack while you were running and he was getting slowed down. So, um, good. Uh, any other companies that you guys are working with? Um, I'm trying to think of a moment. Um, Hammock Gear. I mean, Hammock Gear, yeah. Hammock Gear. The, um, uh, that's who made your your shelter, correct? Your tarp. Yep. Which which tarp is that? Uh, it is the Dyneema. Dyneema ten foot, with doors. Yeah, ten foot with doors. Because I was thinking about maybe if I wanted to use my hammock, you know, have a little bit bigger. But I mean, I'm not going to use my hammock, so mm -hmm. it's kind of smaller, less weight. Um, it weighs like six ounces. What's your um, What's your intention on dealing with bugs? Uh yeah um. So REI had this bug net that weighs three ounces, and Cedar Summit. Yes, yeah, or Cedar Summit. Yeah, Cedar yep. Summit. It's uh, yeah, it weighs three ounces. It's this bug net. It's like a pyramid shape. Mm -hmm. Um, I just it clips clips clip, in clip um, clip it on the ridge line. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. As as somebody who slept in their rain suit in the state of New Jersey, and part of New York, and 
I highly recommend a good bug protective system in your shelter. Especially up yeah. north, especially when you get to Maine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mosquitoes and black flies. Yeah. And <laughs> um, any other companies that you, you guys are talking to or, or helping out? We just want to make sure we give them some love. Yeah, I mean, uh, Two Go Systems, they uh, gave me my... They're a new, new company. Uh, yeah, new I'm company. not familiar with them. Yeah, two so go? Right in, they... Two Go Two System. Two yeah. Go Two, okay. Yeah, I think they're out of New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, they were great. They were really... Yeah, so the, I reached out to them. They got back to me. This was, like, the end of, like, 2018. So, I mean, not too long ago. But that's the quilt I'm using. So, this is originally when I had my... My hammock, um, it can turn into, you know, like a sleeping bag and cinch both sides. Um, but at the same time, you can use it as, like, an underquilt. Um, has these, like, arm holes on the side. So zipper you can, open. Yeah. You have little zipper holes, like, right about where the shoulders are, and you can you can wear it like a jacket. Yeah. Or... I gotta check this out. Yeah. I'm such a gear nerd. Yeah, it's actually... It's really yeah. But, uh... <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's a 20-degree, so I'm pretty stoked about that i mean it's i made a video about it. it's on my youtube um plug your youtube channel what's your youtube oh yeah, channel uh og rabbit foot og rabbit foot all right cool yeah. so you have a video about this this product on there yeah it's uh, i forget how long ago i did it but it's it's up there okay, cool. scroll a little bit all right we're gonna get into the social media stuff too um all right yeah it sounds like you guys have had some some success with some companies helping you out um it's really cool to see you guys in this setting, like envious, I think, from my end of the table uh, to what you guys are about to do. Um, whenever I met you guys, I was like, man, these guys have got it figured out. And it was so refreshing to see uh, two people out there spending time together as a father and son uh, doing the same things that you know my father and I, I did. You know, I grew up in the same area that we're in. Uh, that you guys are doing all these fun things, and it's good to see you guys out there going to do it together. Um, yeah. Not one of those until wait until retirement things. So yeah. uh, that family first, man, that's so awesome. That's a good uh, that that inspires me to be the same way. Whenever I'm a, a father in the next couple of years, whenever that happens. So, um, um, is there anything else that you guys are looking forward to on the trail? Trail magic. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You guys, and more than anybody, you guys deserve trail magic. <laughs> I mean, we, we've yeah. done so much trail oh, magic. I too. love it, too. Yeah. It's, it's actually, so it is. I Yeah. Honestly, I love to see yeah. the smiles on hikers' faces. Mm-hmm. And it is. I, I get as much energy and excitement as they do when they're walking up and they're smelling, you know, my, my grill <laughs> pouring off that smell yeah. of hamburgers and hot dogs and cold drinks and... Just you know, and just talking with them too. It's actually it's that's brought back as many memories as actually backpacking together. Yeah. Honestly. So, um, yeah. uh, if someone were to do trail magic for you, what would the best trail magic look like? Ooh, um, ooh, I know when I hike, there's times where I crave fruit. 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 Time I'm fruit. proud of you, son. I'm proud of you. But also burgers and yeah. all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So fresh, fresh, fresh food. Fresh. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Fruit. Ketchup. Yep. Same. Yep. Specifically pineapple. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Hint, hint, y'all. <laughs> They're coming down <laughs> yeah. south. Um, whenever you get to town, one thing that that I I started doing was 
go to the grocery store and the first thing I did was eat a gigantic salad, the salad in a bag, because we're not eating healthy. Even if, even though I was on the getting resupply boxes, we're not eating very healthy on the trail. And that, uh, I hope that you guys, that with all the supplements and things that you guys are going to have, I hope that your bodies are going to hold up um, the way that the way that they have for the past 900 miles. So um, there's a lot of challenges that you're going to, new challenge, and I'm excited to watch you guys battle through those. Um, whenever you guys do have bad days, man, make sure you guys talk to other people about that stuff too. Like, don't be afraid to like, hey, Pickle, I got a question. Like, man, uh, all the people that are out there, we, we over-glamorize? Over what would the word be? Glor- over-glorify the yeah. AT. Um, and I think that it's time that we start showing the bad stuff because I've had some pretty crappy days. Um, I actually have a friend who stepped in his own feces. That's a pretty crappy day. Um, but just make sure that we're, we're given a good, accurate representation because uh, whenever we show the highlight reel, people don't understand how difficult and how hard it is. Anybody, oh, anybody can go do that. It's just a vacation. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's just a vacation. Like, yeah, try hiking 30 miles a day, you jerk. <laughs> um, all right, so um, let's talk about how we can find you guys because um, the way that you guys have like brought so much, so many smiles to my face, and I talk about you guys all. I was I was talking about I was teaching first aid class today, and I was talking about you guys in first aid class. Like, man, you got to follow these guys; they're great. <laughs> so, um, let us know uh, where we can find you on social media, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Let me know where we can find you. Um, Facebook, um, this is my name, uh, my re- non-trail name, Adam Dawson, D-A-W-S-O-N, or my Instagram is adam.dawson.hikes, and my YouTube is Adam Dawson Ketchup, C-A-T-C-H hyphen U-P. And then mine, I mean, I... I use Facebook sometimes, but not that much. Um, yeah, my Facebook is Aubrey Dawson. Um, my Instagram is rabbit.foot. YouTube, OG rabbitfoot. Um, yeah, the Instagram and YouTube will be the biggest ones I'll use the most. So. Yeah, and you guys are pretty active. Um, you guys are pretty active social media, almost as active as you guys are in real life, man. You guys are always outside. Um, there was there was uh, the last time that I got a hitchhike from you guys. We were we were cold at night. We were we were on the struggle bus. Uh, three uh, three of us had had uh, were through hikers. Another guy is getting ready to do the Mid State Trail through hike, and he's been backpacking for twenty five years. And we showed up to uh, Pine Grove Pine Grove, PA, and we're cold for like two or three nights in a row. And and catch up bailed us out and gave us a hitch to town and we ended up going down home and and uh, uh we ate crab cakes that night instead of oh. <laughs> instead of shivered in our tents so uh, thank you for enabling us to wimp out on our hike so oh, you guys definitely deserve any trail magic coming your way because you've paid it forward uh in bucket loads um so is there anything else that you guys have on your mind that you want to talk about any last beg borrow stealer please yeah, um, I don't know. Do you want to share a little bit, like w- what your running schedule's been like? Like why you? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your your bit. preparation has been just so so yeah, crazy. I mean, cause it's kind of hard to fathom. Like it, 
but uh, give like a kind of a rough weekly running schedule. So normally during the week, I'll do my runs like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What are the lengths? Um, yeah, so I'll start off with Monday. So Monday, normally I'll do like core. Um, lately, I've been going to the track and doing, um, you know, different lengths of lunges. Um, Tuesdays, I normally like around run. the track, I'll do lun- lunges all the way around. Like 400 yards? Yeah, that's where you get it from. A meet, yeah, yeah. Oh, from Trailside Fitness. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there you go, Lee. Trailside Fitness, rocking it. Good. See, this is good. This will be a success story for Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which he suggested do start out with like either a 100 or 200 meter lunge. He, mm-hmm. he did the 400 meter. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tuesdays, I run about. Because you no, know, like the middle, like the actual week days, I keep it consistent, and then weekends it varies. But uh, so Tuesdays I run four miles, um, normally a little faster pace. Um, Wednesday, twelve to fifteen miles. Thursday, well, like six to eight or so, and then Friday, kind of little bit of like a rest day you know do a little bit of core try not to do too much with my legs i'll do a little bit but not too much um saturdays are my longest day i'll do it does vary especially when you get later into like the the schedule um but normally 25 30 miles and then on sunday Wait, wait, wait. Go back to that. 25 or 30 miles? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure we all caught that. Last was, weekend in the snow, too. Yeah. I was uh, like, wait a minute. We went from like, ah, four miles, four miles, ah, 25 to 30. On the AT. I think you went to Boiling yeah. Springs to um, um, the Darlington Shelter and back to Boiling Springs <laughs> in, was it, like six, seven inches of snow? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. So, <laughs> weekdays, I don't have time to go to the trail because it's like, I'm just too busy, but I'll run on the road, and then the weekends trail, and then, mm-hmm. and then Sunday. Sunday I run like 20 miles. Okay, so, so we're we're pretty fit, I would yeah. say, relatively fit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize. I mean, I knew you were a runner, but I didn't realize it was that much running. I'm definitely not a runner. You, <laughs> you sir, you're a runner. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can claim like I'm a runner. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize. Thanks for pointing that out because I never would have known it was that that much, yeah. uh, that many miles on. Yeah, he logs it too on Strava, and like, I, I was like, man, like every week it was like. Increased. Yeah. Oh, before I even got Strava, it was definitely hard to mm-hmm. get out and definitely run the miles and be able to log them and be as accurate. Yeah. But once once I got Strava, it was like it was a lot easier to, you know every single day doing something. Do you think that that helped to encourage you to go running or to run harder or faster? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because Strava is like a social media of itself because mm-hmm. they have... It tracks all your metrics. Mm-hmm. Track everything. It Paces. You mean, it's, elevation. It's like, yeah, it's like a social media. I mean, you can follow people. They follow you back. You can comment on stuff. I mean, you can see all of their stuff that they're doing. Um, it's not just for running either. You can do biking or swimming. Which he follows the guy who actually just broke the uh, yeah. the 100-mile winners FKT. Oh, which really? Is, which is now, yeah, 34 hours and 11 minutes. It's crazy, too. That guy went out, I think, a month and a half afterwards and did the Arizona Trail, which is 800 miles, mm-hmm. and he broke the FKT on that, too. And I think it was 
18 and a half or 19 and a half days. Yeah. 800 miles. Good on you, buddy. Yeah. Good on you. So, you know, yeah, definitely. I would like to know if his cat holes were six to eight inches deep, though. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have time for that or not? <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, that's, oh, man, unfortunately, you're going to you're gonna see some of that, the, the poor cat hole digging on the southern. Um, whenever we got to, to Trey Mountain, I think it was Trey Mountain, it was a an iceberg coming out of the uh, the privy. So uh, be be cautious of those things. Um, I need to start telling people start plugging this leave no trace thing. It's really important, especially down there. There's so many people. Um, yeah. yeah. Are you guys are kind of baby wipes or TP? Um. Well. You, TP. Okay. Yeah. So, TP. And on the baby wipes. I was waiting for you guys to say the bidet, and I was gonna be like, "Well, we're done here." So my buddy Chad is a bidet guy. And I can't wait to sit him down and talk about that. So, Chad, it's coming. I'm going to ask you. Uh, we were out there. On the, Chad, that you yeah. met, that you gave the ride to. He's a bidet guy, man. A little weird. Yeah, love the guy. A little weird. Chad. <laughs> so, um, all right, we got your social media. You guys are um, slightly, you're probably going to be waking up in, in 12 hours to, to start getting ready mm-hmm. to go out. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for you guys. I'm really, really proud of you guys, and I'm I'm jealous and envious. So, um, please keep the social media coming because yeah. I can't be texting you every day to see how it's going. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, remember to uh, please uh, change your socks and call home. Somebody cares about you. Send a text if you need somebody. Text text me, dude. I'm always on. I'm always here for you. So, uh, I'm really happy for you guys, and I'm, I'm proud of you. So, uh, you. please enjoy it for all of us i'm looking forward to pennsylvania we can hopefully sit down again uh and i can bring you guys some cheeseburgers and some pineapples and some fresh food when you get here yeah all right thank you guys so much i really i looked forward to this so thank you thank you thank you me as well pickle thank you what an awesome experience to be able to through hike with your father or your son. I know my father was the one who really planted the seed in my mind years and years ago about through hiking, and I was finally able to make it a reality. So to see Adam and Aubrey going and doing that together is just really good for me as a, a, a son and a future father, hopefully. Um, what, a, what a great interview. I learned so much from both of them, and it was really interesting for me to see how much uh, they both admired one another and how much they both kind of worked and inspired each other, which is really cool. I, I feel like I don't see that often enough in, in the world today. So good for those guys. Please make sure you follow their trip. I know they are kicking butt on the AT. I like seeing pictures and, and uh, Instagram stories from, from Rabbit and Ketchup. So check those guys out on Instagram. Aubrey is rabbit.foot and catch up Adam is adam.dawson.hikes. Please make sure you follow those guys. Uh, show them some love. Tell them you heard about them through me. That would be fantastic. Um, the next episode, I sit down with Drew Boysen. I met Drew in 2017, him and two other guys that he was, that he were, was hiking with. were in the middle of their Appalachian Trail through hike, their first through hike. Since then, um, Drew has hiked the finished the Appalachian Trail. He did the Arizona Trail. He did the uh, the Pacific Crest Trail, where him and I hiked together for a couple days. He's also done a trip to Everest Base Camp, and this year he is taking on the monumental task or accomplishment or journey of the seventy seven hundred mile 
calendar year Triple Crown. I caught up with Drew in Boiling Springs in the exact same seat that he was sitting in the first time I met him. Him and I sat down uh, and and hung out for a couple minutes there at the TCO Boiling Springs and talked there for a little bit. We got kicked out because they were closing up for the day, but we had it. We just weren't done. Uh, it's a really good episode. It's I learned so much from from Drew from Scooby. Unreal. It was such a good opportunity for me to sit down. I hadn't seen him since Northern California. And um, the next episode is probably going to get split up into two because it's so long, but there's so much good information. I walked away uh, and my cup was totally full. So make sure you check out the next episode or episodes. I also got to sit down with Chad North, who's getting ready to start his mid-state trail through hike. So that'll be Chad's first through hike. He is the the founder, the owner, the number one guy at northbynorth.co. And North by North have that those Merino wool products that I always talk about. So Chad's got a lot going on with his business. And I got home that night and I had some presents in the mail from him. So Chad became a very good friend after we met uh, through Vargo, where he used to work. And then we spent some time at Trail Days. So we're looking forward again to going to Appalachian Trail Trail Days in May together. So that'll be a great opportunity for both of us to hang out and spend some time together and see some of the other hikers down there. So uh, if you would, please uh, share the podcast, let other people know you know, about uh, what we're doing over here and just share it with some people that you think might be interested in. So thanks, guys. I appreciate you.